I confess to get back at my parents for having sex in the bed next to mine during the family vacation. <laughs> when I was 12, I masturbated in the open bathroom door of the hotel room the following night using butter. <laughs> This podcast is intended for those 18 and over. If that's not you, please check out scarletine.com and come back to this podcast when you are of age. Thank you for downloading the Bedpost Confessions podcast. Bedpost Confessions is an Austin, Texas-based monthly reading and performance series about sex, sensuality, and the steamy side of life. Between performers, we ask audience members to anonymously submit anything worthy of a confession, which is then read aloud by one of our producers. The performance you're about to hear by Alex Sturman was recorded on March 10th, 2011. Here is Alex reading her story called El Capitan. The leather felt cool and soft on my skin as the straps were tightened to a snug fit around my wrists. Nothing was spoken. The rules of engagement had been specified earlier in the day. My safe word agreed upon. What was and was not allowed already determined. Her name was Sarah. Her last name unknown and unimportant. Her her name came recommended by a friend, a very trusted friend, who had an idea of what I might like. My friend gave me her name and number after we wandered into a fetish shop one night. I was fascinated by the leather restraints. Could hardly keep my hands off of them, in fact. I can safely say that I was intrigued. Was far more than an innocent curiosity, in fact. I had always been enthralled by the idea of restraints, tying up a partner and having my way. But never had I been, never had I considered being tied up myself, and never had I the pleasure of fulfilling that fantasy. That was three weeks before my first time. My position as the commander of my unit required me to maintain a strict amount of discipline amongst my soldiers as well as myself, which resulted in a need and desire to manage my self-control, not only while in uniform, but also in bed with my lovers. I often was the top in bed, but I was not opposed to being the bottom. I just preferred to get my lay when and how I chose. I did not know what to expect when I met Sarah the first time. It had that feel of a blind date, you know, not knowing if you were about to meet someone fantastic or someone whom you really wouldn't rather be caught in a dark alley with, thrilling and somewhat unnerving, like her. Lean and well-built, she moved with a confidence that suggested she was capable of handling herself. Her arms were strong but soft. Her sculpted hands wrapped around her mug in such a way that I found myself distracted by them, wondering how they would feel along my body. She smiled at me then, as if she knew I was thinking something, a coyness to her upturned lips that was enticing. 
Her stunning blue eyes were less open, something hidden there as we discussed the logistics of our encounter. How do you like to be fucked? She asked, fidgeting as I fidgeted with my coffee mug. Uh... <laughs> Did I say I was a virgin? <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, I like to fuck first, then get fucked if I still have the energy left. I responded, trying to determine for what she was searching. That's not what I asked. What do you like? I'm not following, I said, still unsure. <laughs> Cause like she didn't know what she was gonna get, right? <clears throat> Where do you like to be touched? Where do you have the most sensation? Do you like penetration or are you opposed to cock? Do you follow me now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Then answer the question. She looked at me expectantly as, I, as she sipped her tea. Uh, penetration's fine. I've never used a strap-on before. As I answered, I felt my face turn red with embarrassment. My back has the most sensation. I continued, trying to fight down my blush. My breasts almost nothing. Are you ticklish? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very ticklish. I don't need to know where. I'll find that out on my own, she interrupted. As soon as we entered her living room, the domination began. Go to the back room. Take off your clothes. Wait for me there, she said, pointing to the hallway, leading to the rear of the house. Why? Don't ask questions. That's not what you're here for. Do not speak unless I ask you a question or tell you to. Her response was surprisingly firm. I did as I was told. I walked down the long, narrow hallway and ended up in a dark room. I sat down on a black wooden bench and began to untie my high-gloss shoes, removing them slowly, setting them side by side, and placing my black socks neatly inside of them. My heart quickened as I heard Sarah's footsteps coming down the hall. I was unbuttoning my jacket when she entered the room. You're not undressed, she said from the doorway. She wore red and black, leaving nothing to the imagination, as the leather pants clung to her curves and a sheer top re revealed her small, firm breaths. Not yet. Don't speak, or I'll make it so that you can't. With those blue eyes blazing, she stormed over to me, grabbed me by the arms, and forced me to stand. For a moment, I wanted to throw her to the ground, my instinct for self-defense trying to take over. But she already had my jacket pulled off my shoulders and my arms pinned behind my back. My loose-fitting black sports bra was suddenly revealed as she ripped open my freshly pressed shirt. Do I need to tear your pants off too? I shook my head. <laughs> then get them off. I don't care if you want to fold them. Throw them to the ground or you won't be able to wear them home. Her sternness truly excited me. I was not accustomed to being ordered around in the bedroom, nor would I have normally tolerated such behavior. However, I did as I was told. 
and quickly removed my trousers and threw them to the floor. <laughs> I stood there in my bra and underwear, waiting somewhat anxiously for her next command. You've got to be kidding me, she said, mocking my modesty. You're not that shy. Those can't stay on either, she said, pointing at my bra. She moved to the other side of the room as I finished undressing, occupying herself with unrolling a black cloth case whose contents she kept a mystery. With bra and underwear now at my feet, I stood there, my nipples growing hard with the coolness of the room. Come here, she commanded. I moved quickly, reminiscent of my time in officer candidate school. Sit down, she pointed at another black, long, wooden bench. It was about three feet wide and six feet long, resembling more of an instrument of torture than pleasure. It scared the hell out of me. As I straddled the bench, she placed her hand on my shoulder. Don't be scared. I'm not going to hurt you, unless you want me to. A wicked grin played over her lips as she guided me back, laying me down on the unforgiving boards. It was hard and uncomfortable, making my shoulder blades ache. You remember what we talked about? She asked as she moved my arms above my head. I nodded in confirmation. My safe word was blue, and that I was to use it at any point I became very uncomfortable or experienced serious pain. Otherwise, it was not to escape my lips. I found my thoughts racing as she fastened the leather restraints, first around my wrists, then around my ankles. She had become silent, only her breathing breaking the stillness. The darkness remained, heavy curtains blocking the rays of the setting sun almost completely, just enough light to give me a hint of what was going on. I became acutely aware of everything the faint sounds as she moved around me, the animal smell of the leather and the earthly smell of the wood, her scent as she leaned close. So you like being in charge, she whispered gently in my ear as she ran her fingertips through my hair. The sensation was soothing even as it sent a thrill along my body. I nodded, afraid to speak. This will be good for you then. I closed my eyes, allowing the feeling to carry me. I briefly envisioned the person I had been seeing for the past two months, a casual relationship. But I suddenly wondered if she would be opposed to this encounter. Was I disrespecting her? Was I breaking boundaries by being here? My thoughts were interrupted as something cool and metallic touched my stomach. I could not see what it was my restraints making it impossible to lift my head far enough to see. I tried to entune its nature as it scratched undoubtedly visible marks onto my body, leaving behind electrifying trails of pleasure. Never had I been touched in this way, and a moan escaped me as it wound its way up my body, coming close enough for me to make out its sharp edge. The blade gleamed with its tiny bit of light leaking between the curtains. Uncertainty washed over me. The size of the knife was daunting. And using something so potentially dangerous as to induce such pleasure threw me off for a moment. But the more it caressed my breasts,
the more I wanted it to touch other parts of my body. And touch me elsewhere, it did. Winding its way along the side of, <laughs> winding its way along my side, I involuntarily tried to escape it. It was not a tickle, and it did not hurt. It was insanely pleasing, and I wanted even more. So when she set the blade aside, I had to suppress my complaint. In her, th <laughs> I'm glad you like this. <laughs> In her thrilling silence, she positioned herself at the head and knelt on the bench. The smooth leather of her pants hardly concealed the bulge within as she moved along my restrained hands. I anxiously ran my hand over the bulge, suddenly eager to have her inside of me. My heart began to race as she unzipped her pants, and beneath, quickened with excitement. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently we missed the, uh, please silence your cell phones, for the people up here are incredibly nervous. My heart began to race as she unzipped her pants, and my breath quickened with excitement as I took the enormous cock in my hands. It was smooth and long, sheathed in a lubed condom. Playing with it, I rubbed its tip with my thumb as I tried to urge her closer. With my hands restrained, I could not reach all the way up its shaft. So I slid my hands along its length as best as I could, gently pulling her closer. I wanted a sucker cock. I wanted to feel its fullness with my tongue and to fantasize about her coming in my mouth. I was nearly panting with excitement, my body hot, my passion flowing. She abruptly stood, the metallic zip letting me know that this was more teasing. She returned to the table at the foot of the bench. Out of my line of sight, I was fantasizing about sucking her to the point of orgasm when my entire body involuntarily jerked, pulling at the restraints as sharp pain washed over me from the strikes of the lash. The crack reverberated off the walls as the whip fell upon my tense body over and over again. The intensifying pain broke into euphoria bringing on a high unlike anything I'd ever experienced, unlike anything I had ever thought possible. I wanted to cry out, but I was unsure if I would cry, if I would cry out of pleasure or pain. My breath caught in my throat as the lashes came harder, my body now failing to relax between strikes. The chains binding the leather straps at my wrist were pulled so tight I thought they might break. More than once, my safe word almost passed my lips. But I did not want her to stop. I wanted her to fuck me, needed her to take me. I wanted her to slam that giant cock into my pussy and make me come hard. Some part of me wondered through the euphoric pain if she would tease me more or if she would take me mercilessly. My cunt felt tight ever since I first sat with her at the cafe. And I wondered if she would hurt me. Then I heard the unmistakable snap of latex, and I knew I was about to find out. Releasing the ankle restraints, she flipped me over onto my knees. With a few swift motions, part of the bench was unlocked and shortened. 
She left my wrist bound, and I found myself wishing for something to support myself. But I was forced to hold my position with nothing more than my own strength. A thrill ran up my spine as her hands caressed my ass. Her fingers parted me. For an eternal moment, I felt the tip of her cock ready to pierce me, and my body was practically singing with anticipation. Then its cold, smooth length was in me. Forced and hard and deep, I cried out, the stinging pain mingling with a quickening desire. My wetness flowed, enticing the sting into a fervent fire, the electrifying fullness. Her rhythm was perfect. She slowly pulled back till just the tip teased me, then slammed its full length into me. Slow, fast, gentle, hard. Her merciless thrust almost pushed me off the bench, and I had to hold on to the edge with everything that I had. Over and over, her thrust made me cry out. The sweet thrill edged with just enough pain, wave after wave of orgasms rocking through me. Unbelievable sensations swept over me. Ecstasy, unlike anything I'd ever known. Euphoria, boarding, bordering on delirium. I was dripping in sweat and calm. Slowly, the curtain of elation parted as she sat me up, and I realized it was over. How long had it gone on for, I asked myself. I never felt her unfasten the restraints, but my wrists were now free of them. She pulled me close, stroking my hair as she spoke to me, asking me how I was, if I was doing okay. It took a little while for me to calm down, but once I did, she helped me get dressed and walked me to my car. I thought she was joking when she told me that she would call me in a few days, but she was not. And she did. She called just to check in with me, to make sure I was still all right with things. I was, but I was still feeling amazingly high and full of sexual energy. She told me she would call occasionally to check in with me, and not to hesitate to call her if I needed to. This became a ritual with us. After we played, we would call each other. It was comforting, and it always helped bring me down from flying high. As I think about her, I smile to remember that her hair was short and blonde the first time she topped me. And I'm certain it's changed colors with each successful visit, though it is those memories that are foggy, not this one. My first time is etched into my soul like the feeling I had the first time I made love to a woman, or the first time I met my long-term partner. It's not something you forget easily. The details are like a tattoo or a scar. It's permanent. It's a part of me. Sarah and I tried something new today. I look forward to talking with her later in the week, as we always do. Alex Sturman completed her first novel in 2003. Upon moving to New Orleans in 2004, she was introduced to a new genre of fiction nonfiction and explored this by completing her first erotic piece, El Capitan, followed by several other erotic shorts and a screenplay. When she's not engaged in academic activities, she can be found searching for a new muse. You can find a link to her work on our website, bedpostconfessions.com. 
Bedpost Confessions is produced by myself, Mia Martina of the I Want Your Sex podcast, Sadie Smythe of the popular blog, sadiesopenmarriage.com, Julie Gillis of juliegillis.com, and Rosie Q. You can find links to all of our websites and more information about Bedpost Confessions at bedpostconfessions.com. You can also confess with us at Bedpost Confessions on Facebook and Bedpost Confess on Twitter. Until next time, we'll leave you with a few other confessions from the audience. I confess. I've slept with several men, but I've only had an orgasm using my vibrator. That's okay. At least she has an orgasm. Or he. No, that's what counts. That's, that's the important part. <laughs> Just a side note, so, you know, the average length of, a, of a, a penis is six inches, and the average length of the clitoral nerves is six inches. So dudes, you guys need to figure that out. <laughs> There's a lot of inches down there to work with. Just saying, I got that tip earlier the e- in this evening, so I'm just sharing it. Just saying. It's all up in the pelvic bone. Uh, I snapped at my, confess, I snapped at my husband when he went to, to change the idol on my vintage Vespa. It was at just the right <laughs> idol. <laughs> I spent a lot of time at stop signs. 